Kuzampo, you are listening to Bhutan Dialogues, a forum to discuss ideas and issues in development. Bhutan Dialogues is a joint initiative of the Loden Foundation and the United Nations in Bhutan, held every second Thursday of the month in Thimphu. Our host is Lopin Karma Pinso, and the panelists are Dishin Selden, Pemo Doji, and Rinzin Kale. This is a special edition of Bhutan Dialogues, titled The Rainbow Dialogues, held to mark Pride Month. This dialogue has three parts. Ms. Azusa Kubota, resident representative of UNDP in Bhutan, will introduce the sessions, followed by a conversation between Dr. Karma and the panelists. The session ends with the Q&A with the virtual audience. This is Ampola. I a request from my colleague, General Daly, who is out of station at the moment. I'm introducing the 38th session of the Bhutan Dialogues today. Every year, the month of June, is celebrated as the Pride Month for the Rainbow Community worldwide. As one of the key events organized to commemorate the 50th anniversary of Bhutan's membership to the United Nations, we are hosting a very special edition of the Bhutan Dialogues today with the panelists from the Rainbow Community. Our first speaker today is Pema Doji. Pema is 29 years old and identified as non-binary. Pema worked as an outreach coordinator for the Ministry of Health's National AIDS STIs Prevention Program. Pema co-founded the Queer Voices of the Time in 2020. The second speaker is the Chen Selden. The Chen is 28 years old and identifies as a woman. She was the first ever transgender woman to come out in public in Bhutan. She also has worked with the Ministry of Health as an outreach worker. The Chen Sodom is currently a board member of the Pride Bhutan and is also an actress. Our final speaker is Rinzin. Rinzin is an open gay entrepreneur currently running a beauty site called the Vanity Zone. He's a proud and open advocate for the rainbow community. Rinzen has been featured on BBS, Humans of Team Pool, Yuan Magazine, and Queer Voices of Bhutan for his work. And our host today is Dr. Kamal Kunso, who requires no introduction in Bhutan. He's a thought leader, social worker, and as the president of Loden Foundation, he has been providing pro bono support as the favorite host of the Bhutan Dialogues. In closing, I'd like to encourage all of you online to write down your questions in the online chat box. In this very special edition, since we have a panel as opposed to a single speaker, in the interest of time, may I kindly request the audience to keep questions short and focused. My colleagues, Twin and Ugen, We'll be combining the questions and we'll read them out and the panelists will answer the questions at the end of the session as per our usual practice. So Tashidere and thank you. Over to you. So Kuzuzanko uh, and welcome to Bhutan Dialogues, uh, Rinzin, Pema and Bechen. It's a pleasure to have three of you for the 38th session of Bhutan Dialogues. And to briefly tell you about what we do here at Bhutan Dialogues is this is a forum where we try to bring people to share their stories, to um, deliberate on the process of development, on the concept of human progress. And I think when we talk about societal progress, um, how good a society often is reflected by how it treats its very weak very marginalized, very disadvantaged, uh, the minority. So a civilized, an advanced society is one that is compassionate, if you use the Buddhist term, compassion. So it's really pertinent that uh, UN and the Rosen Foundation, the two host organizations for Bhutan Dialogues, has uh, invited you to represent your uh, community, the rainbow community, the LGBTQI community. We would like to know more about who you are, what you do, but more specifically, as this month is the Pride Month, celebrated all around the world, 
would like to know what you do and what other people should do during Pride Month to have a more inclusive approach to respect our uh, gay, trans, and uh, all other types of uh, friends. So let me begin by asking Rinzin, uh, what does the Pride Month mean to you? And uh, what are you doing? What's happening around the world in this month to celebrate uh, LGBT community? Uh, for me, like uh, Pride Month is mainly to celebrate uh, for those who like passed away, who lost their lives, uh, fighting for our rights, la, for for what we are right now. It's uh, for those those uh, for those who like uh, fought uh, and fought for the rights um, and um, and uh, usually like uh, prides are like celebrated uh, uh, throughout uh, throughout the world uh, by doing parades and celebrating those things like. Uh, First, uh, when it started, the, when the Pride Parade was started, it was more of a protest. Mm. It wasn't much of a celebration. It was more of like uh, fighting for our rights. And now that uh, uh, like most of our rights uh, we have, uh, now that Pride Month is more of a celebration mm. in memor uh, memorial to those who, who passed away, uh, who lost their lives, uh, Expressing their expressing right. because of them. expressing themselves. So a lot of people have sacrificed um, for the sake of uh, uh, having the LGBT recognized and respected. Um, I think the Pride Month started with the Stonewall uprising yes, in uh, New York and so forth. Uh, so um, now, Pema, what are you doing this month? to carry on this uh, uh, legacy or this uh, movement of bringing the, the rainbow community fully into mainstream society? Um, first of all, I think um, we need to clarify, um, Doctor, that this is for the very second time that the Pride Month is being observed by the community. Second time because... In um, yes, in especially in Bhutan. And uh, for that um, reason alone, I mean, um, of course, we are like um, honoring and acknowledging the sacrifice that was made by the generation before, mm. so that we can have a very comfortable and united to the present version. So, and uh, for that, um, especially um, um, this is a very um, especially all around the world, the situation is very different. Like, uh, it's a very critical situation uh, due to the current pandemic. So. For this month, I think initially we planned quite a lot. Mm. Right? We'll have gathering. We'll have me. Um, we'll, do, uh, we'll do so many activities like, to mark this month, like, observe this month. But as of now, I mean, we have to have to scale everything down. Mm. So for that reason alone, I think everything that's done is being done online. Mm. In terms of Pride Bhutan, I think they are carrying out an online um, online advocacy activities mm. uh, in collaboration with Humanism Tempo for Koi mm. versus Bhutan. We are trying to um, gather as many as community story and celebrate their stories. Mm. So apart from that, I think um, we are not doing much. Mm. Since so uh, just to clarify for the audience, you are leading Queer Voices of Bhutan, yes, which is an organization to yes, help sir. the rainbow community. And Dejan, you are leading Pride of Bhutan. So uh, Dejan, what do you do generally to uh, communicate your sexual <coughs> identity to other people? What do you ask people to do to recognize your sexual orientation? And particularly in this month, what kind of, um, Pema mentioned the virtual campaign you will do. So what are the activities involved? What can other people do to get involved in it? Let's thank you so much, Dr. Pema. <laughs> we expect a lot from the population because I think a certain percentage of the population in the country have uh, very less knowledge about the uh, mm -hmm. LGBTI or mm -hmm. they have very uh, less knowledge about we also do access mm -hmm. now okay I came out in you know, social media I mean like the media platforms and all but people knew that like okay the Shinsaldin is there mm -hmm. but uh, they think like I'm the only person who uh, do access mm -hmm. but uh, most of our population a uh, certain percentage of the population have uh, very less of knowledge that uh, we LGBT community, I think, do exist in our country. So mm -hmm. what we normally do is, what we are doing in the, this Pride Month is like, uh, we used to 
advocate through social media mm -hmm. on Facebook about uh, human story, mm -hmm. what are the challenges, what are the discrimination and stigma they have mm -hmm. faces in their journey. Mm -hmm. So I think uh, not only Pride Month, I think that we expect a lot through uh, <laughs> yes, la, uh, lots of support and uh, uh, understanding mm -hmm. for, for LGBTI community. Mm -hmm. So, Rinzen, uh, Dechen says there's a, a lot of expectation from um, the LGBT or the, the rainbow community. We are calling the community the rainbow community to make it uh, easier. The acronym is otherwise a mouthful. Uh, what kind of challenges do you face to express your identity? Uh, when I think you uh, now uh, uh, declare yourself to be an open gay. Yes. So, what kind of challenges do you face living in Bhutan as an open gay person? Uh, as being uh, who you are, like expressing who you are itself is like uh, being different from others. Mm. So uh, it's mostly like when you are in crowd, it, you are like out just yes. because you are like black sheep of the herd. Mm. So mm. you are out. I don't know so if that's the right <laughs> uh, <laughs> metaphor to use, but you are a different person, yes, right? You're different. Maybe not really black out of all the whites, but you're just different. Okay, yes. Let's put it that way. Um, so we are outed and uh, that those kind of things like mm. really affects uh, like mm. uh, your social interaction mm. towards others you become socially awkward and leading to that you uh, you don't uh, know what what to do mm. you your mental your, you start to lose your sanity your mm. sanity goes down and it becomes hard uh, mm. and uh, if uh, you are not, if you don't have like uh, quite good support uh, from friends and your family members, mm. it can lead to uh, depression mm. and uh, eventually even like suicidal thoughts. Mm. So I would uh, mm. say that uh, uh, to avoid those kind of things, I think uh, mm. people should like really support, uh, mm. even though mm. like if you can't say a positive word towards like those. Uh, us, uh, I think you should avoid uh, saying negative things. Uh, that's uh, sad to hear that you have to even go through suicidal thoughts. Um, if you, for instance, look at the Buddha, one of the fundamental things that the Buddha taught is that the world is full of diverse people. Right? We have different temperaments, we have different interests, we have different bodily needs. We have, we are all made of so many different things. So. We end up being different, and why should we not be able to tolerate and accept the diversity, the differences? Yes, yes. So I think the society really needs, as a Buddhist society, we need to appreciate diversity and accept the differences. Dejan, you have been more involved in this kind of uh, campaign for a longer period. And uh, two years ago, our parliament has uh, decriminalized um, homosexuality. We have now got uh, um, a law that has uh, uh, or we have now dropped the law that was criminalizing homosexuality. Um, what uh, has that actually helped you in real terms in living your life? Has this uh, uh, sort of high legal uh, legislative change sort of trickled down to real life to make your life easy or easier? Yes, yes very much easier, especially mm. you know, like uh, you've been as a front. Uh, Lines worker, and there is certain constitution, certain act that you know, section 213 and 14 is unnatural sex, mm -hmm. and it is very difficult to 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 advocate to our own population, and as well as the rest of the, I mean, like uh, generation, I mean, general population as well. So I think, especially when it comes to a transgender, mm. uh, I think uh, it's really hard to mm. us. Mm. And of course, even uh, a gay or lesbian or bisexual, because like, uh, let me talk more, more about my trans community, because I think uh, because of that law, I think most of the transgender community is not uh, uh, well-educated. Uh, mm. Seem like uh, them. I'm also one of the, uh, mm. the, the uh, community that uh, couldn't continue my studies, but I'm not saying that uh, the, uh, our government is not supporting us. I mean, like, the Ministry of Education and I think uh, the uh, relative stakeholders, however, they have given me the opportunity to continue my studies. But uh, yes, Marshal uh, Chira, I think, uh, let me uh, think, uh, let me speak in Zonkha. 
ตาอันนี้ทีมดีตาเจมิจิกีลาลินทับดิกเปตาอันนี้เบดามิชุเบชิมเลกเวลาดีอิมเอสเมดีลับดาปาชินตาอัจิลาฮาตานิเมสอั
or Ms. Pausal visa, that's not possible for mm. me, though we share that bond mm. of being uh, partners mm. and uh, like a spouse. Mm. But we don't have that. So, so we do have so many policy interventions that mm. still needed to be carried out. La. The decriminalization um, is the first step in a, yes. a doctor. Mm. So after that, yes. there's so many things mm. that need mm. to be done. The community work is not done here. La. Mm. We really need to yes. I mean, look forward to it. So we are slowly yes. going to do that. So while we celebrate decriminalization yes, of homosexuality, there are also many legal <laughs> yes, challenges sir. and uh, issues that you face. Um, Dechen, you were earlier uh, talking about the practical issues, so dress code is one. I'm sure you have many other examples. Um, a lot of the state institutions themselves struggle, perhaps wondering whether you should be in the girls' hostel or the boys' hostel if you end up in school. So. Uh, what are the, these kind of challenges that you face? What are the issues that need to be brought to the table with authorities, with the state institutions, and uh, help them change their approach to, you know, to cater to the rainbow community? I think uh, especially, I think when it comes to uh, uh, lesbian and gay and uh, a bisexual, I think especially they're much easier compared to the trans men or trans women because, you know, as a transgender man, I think you have to change uh, up to two, you know, like, uh, so I think uh, to come out, first of all, the, to come out uh, as a transgender woman is a big thing, biggest challenge, you know, and the journey is not that easy as what we think. Like. So, Mahashochira, I think, uh, the transgender Mahashochira, I think, you know, the, especially some of them were finished their high schools, like. So when they go and seek jobs, mm. that there is a rule in Nepal, especially a transgender woman and men. If the transgender women uh, get a job and they have to wear go, mm. because mm. I think uh, so they brought the sex at birth determines yes. who they are. Yes. Mm. So one thing is that, and second thing is like maturity, uh, passport or uh, a citizen identity card, especially when you travel outside or wherever, especially elections, you've been discriminated because like you were uh, transformed, you were, I think, uh, wore a beautiful kira with a very beautiful makeup and later when you show your uh, national ID card, I think, uh, again, the discriminations happen because like uh, some of them, they don't know how to react, uh, you know, because I think, I would I won't say that like uh, I think it's bad, but mm. I think uh, in this kind of situation, yeah. I think uh, some people are surprised. Yeah, yeah, they, they don't know how to yeah. react. Also, mm. so it's basically, mm. you know, it affect it really affects to to, to my community, la, mm. trans yes. community, la. and the chindi love those I think chindi juju besuda. I think even if we could. Yes. Uh, uh, can get our national system articles as a female, mm. especially uh, both the mm. men or female, uh, women. Yes. So yes. basically, you, if you can change the IT card after you change your gender, yes. that would be very bad. So I think I and my some few friends are transgender men got mm. a female <laughs> system identity card. Mm. So from that, I think uh, they don't want to take risks. Mm. And I think we also need a lot of uh, advocacy. We also need to do lots of advocacy program to make them understand. And we just can't go and that like we have a right. We should have that a female citizen ID card. We can't approach in that way also. So I think especially uh, the trans community, not only in the school. It started from Chimnale, you know, where you uh, I think more times you spend at your place. And second thing is, more you spend time is in school. So any time you face lots of discriminations, you've been stigmatized, you know, and you've been bullied by your uh, friends in the school, you know, and even the teachers. And uh, I think, like, especially trans, they'll be very feminine. So the teachers always wanted your student to be uh, perfect or okay or good, you know. So I think like people have no idea about the, the, the LGBTI or lesbian or bisexual or transgender. So they always wanted the, that your student to be perfect. So they always uh, try to maintain your your your, your you know behaviors that like no this is not right. You should act like a boy. And, but somehow that also hurts because like you know I think like I know what I'm what kind of person I am, but I can't reveal my. Uh, 
gender identity or you know. So I think Lishun uh, Bay ground rule level at the watching. I think there is lots of things to be especially Chimna level Gujugobe. After that, the school no Gujugobe because I think uh, family wanted to accept the child or children as a gay or lesbian or bisexual. As soon as the family go out for work or anywhere, I think then you know the people started talking about your child. They're like, oh my god, your child is totally different. Mm -hmm. What's wrong with her or him? I mean, like, I just say you should, yeah. uh, you know, detachy. You should maintain. You should be a bit, uh, I think, strict enough to to control your kids. You know, so then Chimnali will go to Delhi school now. So I think most of our community, I think, it is so sad. I think like. I think even myself is an anxiety patient, and I was going through with depressions mm. since almost uh, seven years running now. Even I think like most of our mm. community is like depressed, you know, because of the acceptance by the society yeah. and the family. So anyway, but I think uh, I'm like what we focus is to 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 tell your story, uh, life story. And you know to 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 make uh, people understand, mm. so that uh, at least a certain mm. percentage, a point one to two percentage, also if we can reduce our discriminations yes. in the society, so I think it's a good impact uh, for for Mathe as a as a community more. Yeah. So certainly uh, we need state laws that are f uh, friendly. We need policies and yes, uh, practices, procedures that are friendly for you to treat you as. Uh, Citizens, yeah. But then that sort of boils down to the societal culture, you know, and you brought up the issue of stigma many times. And uh, one thing, Dechen, what I would say is, it's not so much the society, say the school teachers seeking perfection. I think it's more of the society falling into what is normal in their terms. Yes. A lot of people have this herd mentality to yes, see something as normal and uh, okay when it's done by many other people. And if there is something different, people don't manage to accept that easily. But then, and this is not again something that affects only the rainbow community. Yes. Even children with uh, uh, learning difficulties, yes. you know, with autism, they have also been marginalized and discriminated against in many cases. So what we really need to address is how people to, is this people's discrimination against something that's different and abnormal? So uh, I want to come back to Rinzin. Um, how would you uh, help society understand your sexual orientation? Well, what sort of ways would you suggest to the society to overcome this prejudice they have, to get rid of the cultural stigma? The topic gender itself, I think uh, it should be more discussed during mm -hmm. childhood life. When, like st from starting only so that uh, whenever like uh, you see uh, like uh, for example uh, and like for example me like going around you know looking like makeup male wearing wearing makeup and all they won't feel like uh, they they won't feel like seeing it. <laughs> yes. they won't like if they have like knowledge from beginning itself, I think it would be more easier to like accept mm. the concept that mm. uh, there are people that who who are different from us. So mm. I think uh, it's more of like uh, duty for parents also mm. to educate uh, their uh, child from uh, beginning itself. Because mm. I have seen some uh, like from my personal experience, mm. uh, I have seen uh, small children who like knows really well about like uh, the community. Mm. They even know more than me, <laughs> to be honest. Uh, so I think it's quite surprising. Uh, and even even though even they know that uh, what pronoun to use even what mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. even to ask like mm -hmm. like uh, what pronoun should I use like mm -hmm. you know, those kind of questions mm -hmm. they know how to ask mm -hmm. I think uh, those kind of education should be should start from beginning itself mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but this is the, the other interesting <coughs> thing you know if um, you are very sensitive even with regard to what pronouns are being used for you yes. then it makes it quite difficult for a lot of people so I think while you expect the society to be sensitive to you Maybe you have to also be more tolerant, right? I mean, not math, uh, mind so much even if somebody gets the pronouns wrong. <laughs> I may get the pronouns <laughs> wrong <laughs> easily because there's so many different types. Um, but Nick, 
you uh, certainly brought up uh, the issue of discussion, no, of talking yes, about this. I think this is so important, and why, this is why we are having Bhutan Dialogues, to talk about issues that matter to all of us. Um, this Bhutan Dialogue is a forum where we normally say we do mindful listening, we listen to others, to hear their opinions and perspectives, and then carry out a very civil conversation with right speech. Yes. So no sort of barking or name calling or uh, rude mask, but a very critical, constructively critical conversation. Um, you and, and Lodin has been doing this, and we are really glad to have you also to have this platform being used to develop an inclusive society to uh, help the rainbow community. Pema, in your opinion, is, what else can the UN do? Is the UN doing enough to help the rainbow community? Uh, before I answer uh, uh, doctor's question, uh, I have to give this fact to Mirvana mm. that is um, still, I think, like most of our people that or entity that we work with um, doesn't know. Um, actually, initially, I think um, it was, of course, with Laksam, I think, Laksam, mm. Bhutan Network of Boston people, plus UNDP, <coughs> I think. Yeah. They were the in um, around uh, maybe towards the end of 2014. They were the ones. I mean, UN um, UN agency act as um, and um, host agency for the grant, mm -hmm. and it was the Laksam who did the community work. So, US was um, especially UN was involved in the initial stage of the community movement. And obviously, I mean, we have been um, engaged in so many various other activities mm -hmm. under different UN agencies, such as UNFPA. UNFPA has worked with us for past. Um, six or seven years um, mm. on a regular basis, mm. but um, what I um, but that necessarily doesn't take away the fact that there, there needs more it's to more be done to because mm. and we uh, feel that UN can UN and the whole entity associated with UN can be uh, one of our biggest uh, partners in terms of doing our work. Mm. So <clears throat> what um, we cannot expect UN to come to us saying that okay, I know what's your problem. Please mm. let us help you. Mm. So. For that alone, I think both um, the initiative from the community and the entity that represents the community and the UN as an entity needs to come together and start a conversation, a dialogue, so that they will identify the needs of the community and UN will identify their resources which can meet the meet the need of the community. Without that, I mean, we cannot say um, we cannot say just go and say that UN didn't help us or something like that. Because at, at from the community side also, I mean, there should be a willingness to approach. And from UN side also, there should be a willingness to help. It's it's two way street in Bala. So if one people is if someone wants help and other people are not willing to help, it will not work. The the bond or the relationship will never establish. So I think that um, we are willing to start a conversation around the needs of the community and the resources that maybe UN can provide to meet those needs of the conversation. And if that meeting, that things comes out, of, uh, comes out, then we'll be more than happy, Lam, as I said, that we'll come up with a proposal to you, now. The UN has a mandate, right? It's part yes, of la. the SDGs to build yes, an inclusive la. society. So I'm pretty sure they're more than willing. Yes, we leave no one behind. I think the community has to come with yes, uh, specific proposals or yes, suggestions la. or uh, no, uh, ideas. Um, so with that, now let's turn to the audience and see if people have questions for you. Yes. Um, do you want to add something? To yes, la, I missed some points. Uh, yeah, I think when it comes to the question that uh, Dr. V, Dr. Kamala asked, uh, I think I missed some point. Like, I forgot to take, uh, tell about the, that the we face challenges in the health services as well, not in, mm. in the schools. Mm. And you know, I think uh, for that, I think Pim uh, already mentioned that UN, I think UN uh, is very strong, and we believe that uh, we will always uh, help uh, not only a pride, uh, uh, Bhutan, pride Bhutan or a of uh, 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 Bhutan. I mean, like, I actually talk about uh, a whole villa, not only for Pacific villa, only a transgender woman and a gay. So, you know, if we can implement some activities, mm -hmm. especially the, 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 the like meetings like uh, Health sector, key, uh, I think, uh, services key. Yeah, who gives the services to 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 much okay. to us? Mm -hmm. I think if we could train them mm -hmm. and the teachers also about you know we can talk about the LGBTI. What is uh, uh, what it exactly mean about LGBTI? And also we do exist, and especially you know I think uh, we face lots of uh, difficulties when we grow up. So we I don't want to create that. Uh, 
that I mean, like fittings happened for for upcoming generation, you know, whoever it is, lah. So, Anibaj, if you can also bring up some stakeholders together, mm. so that it will be much much easier for us to to reach mm. them in the balance. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, it's a it's a request. Yeah. No, it's a very very valid point. I think yes. when um, the state institutions deliver public services, um, right now partly because of our economic uh, situation. Uh, because a lot of the infrastructures would need good funding, so and also human resources would need good training, and we don't have perhaps resources to do that. But we should keep taking a step forward for, yes. with regard to LGBT community, but with regard to disabled community. Yes, the public services must be as accessible yes. and easily available as possible. Yes, right now, most government offices can't be reached by a wheelchair. Citizen, right? yes, sir. So I think there will be many such nonsense, such simple things that can be fixed very easily, but they won't necessarily know because they don't sit in your shoes. Yes. And I think uh, it'd be very useful to share these ideas in a very constructive manner. So question. First to ask, uh, what kind of challenges or issues do transgender individuals face while going to avail sexual and reproductive health care services? And the other one is, we hear stories about bullying, exclusion, harassment, and other struggles of LGBT youth. But we are also seeing greater acceptance of differences. What are some of the particular challenges of LGBT youth? Okay. So I think especially for, for a trans community, I think uh, you have... You, I think, I, again, I have to bring that uh, topic. I think when you go and get your perceptions from the reception, I think uh, you win wearing kira and wearing makeups and you have a, a loud voice that also, you know, somehow I think uh, mm. I think uh, the discriminations happen from starts there. It starts from there. And second thing is like, they don't feel comfortable, uh, you know, uh, to reveal their status. Mm. And, uh, you know, I think uh, especially a transgender woman, uh, when they go and uh, used to get a checkup, I mean like, not ultrasound, what do you say, mm. extra? X-ray, mm -hmm. and you have to get half naked, mm -hmm. and you know, like you don't have a boobs. Mm -hmm. So I think that also uh, one challenge. Mm -hmm. And second thing is, uh, I think uh, you know you born different, and of course there is lots of. Uh, I mean, like I think that might be the curiosity is there, to, and they wanted to see that you know uh, whether they got uh, yeah, the both genitals, yeah. Mm -hmm. So I think this kind of things happening, so they don't want to seek uh, health services. Mm -hmm. And even the privacy, mm -hmm. I think like uh, we don't get the privacy in the village. I think uh, they don't want to reveal your status because of that. Uh, mm -hmm. Some other may know their status and reveal to another person. Yes. You know, so I think mm -hmm. special health sector and the you mentioned SRHMO, Sexual Reproductive Health Hi. Rights. So, so, in terms of that provision, first of all, SRHI is not very well implemented in school itself. Mm -hmm. If it was well implemented in school, the topic of LGBT is already in SRHI. Second of all, it's very binary. We are just talking about two gender, mm -hmm. male and female. So, and um, whatever the information, whatever the materials is out there, is like very gender specific. Mm -hmm. So, when there comes the, um, the topic, of inclus inclusive, inclusive. visitilla, mm -hmm. where it's not inclusive enough, so most of the their issues are being left out at the end of the day. So if there's no there's no such thing as inclusive SRHR in, or like really good SRHR la, to first to begin with, because. Um, in terms of SRHR implementation school, we also work in that area, so it's non-existence la. So. Um, if it's not there to begin with, how can we expect that? Please be inclusive. Mm -hmm. And we can say that please include our issues as well, mm -hmm. I mean. Mm -hmm. So, um, of course, the, the community, the young LGBT youth in schools, uh, they do come across lots of any um, sexual health barrier because at the end of the day, the, um, most of them, I think, discover their sexuality mm -hmm. or their gender identity by trial and error. So sometimes they have to experiment sexually to discover their sexual orientation or in terms of gender identity because there's no resources available in any kind of setting at all which can be accessible. But as of now, we are watching the times are changing because of that, because of um, having internet um, and the current the generation of youth being much open-minded than we uh, in during, especially during our time. So 
the acceptance level is there. Mm -hmm. But understanding level means there's difference between accepting. I accept you as disenchanted, the transgender woman, but if I don't know anything about transgender women, what is transgender women? What are their needs? Mm -hmm. the, there's there's no use of acceptance. I don't have understanding. Mm -hmm. So that's a big difference. Mm -hmm. SRH Bewashing is very specific, like gender specific. If you can go and research Bewashing, it's very gender specific mm -hmm. and it's not inclusive at all. Mm -hmm. So that's a problem yeah. that especially uh, yeah, like yeah. young yes. LGBT so is facing. Yeah. Addition, you can, yes. uh, mm -hmm. When it comes to <coughs> acceptance, uh, I think uh, as earlier I told again, I said uh, from school the teacher is not willing to accept and this and that because the acceptance level is, I think, <coughs> a lack of knowledge because uh, teachers or the parents or the half of the, I mean, like, uh, 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 half of the, I mean, like, our population itself is, like, not aware with uh, what is LGBTI. So acceptance, but I think uh, when we advocate, like, when we advocate, when you tell your uh, story that, yes, I'm a transgender woman, I have that kind of feelings and everything, but acceptance level is very high, like, mm -hmm. comparing to other countries, like, yes, acceptance is there because uh, the country itself is genuine. You know, it's very emotional, Buddhist sympathy. But we are not asking for sympathy, we are asking for empathy. Sympathy support understanding level, but somehow discrimination, the stigma, because we don't understand. Because as reason only told that we are not uh, educated in uh, uh, schools in uh, starting in Alara. So I think because of that if we are educated from starting in schools, then I think my parents is not educated. But I think somehow like my uh, aunties are educated, so they can help you know through that. So it's kind of accepting is labeling a continue. But we are not saying that acceptance means we have acceptance. The only thing is step by step and I think we are just saying same man, but I think uh I think uh, everyone is responsible. Express your point very clearly. There is good acceptance. Yes. But then we need to move beyond that step by step. Not yes, very drastically, but yes. I think as we gradually move forward, firstly, maybe the health service providers will be able to treat you yes. in a respectful manner in, based on your requirements and needs. Then perhaps no, your hormones, of course, is now so urging you, asking you to change to a female uh, yes. sex. And at the moment, we don't have the facilities Fast. to do that, right? And eventually, maybe in the long term, that is something that you may also think uh, for your reproductive health. Yes. So let's take two more questions. Within the LGBT community, what are some groups whose support needs have gone unrecognized? And what have been some of the most exciting changes you have seen with regard to support for <coughs> the LGBT community in Bhutan? And what, hope, uh, what do you hope to see in the future? That's a long question, but uh, uh, Chema, the question? I'll uh, ask you more specifically. Yes. Uh, within your spectrum, yes, sir. Uh, who are the people who have not been recognized, who have gone totally um, uh, sort of, uh, unseen, neglected? Um, in terms of the, the whole LGBT movement, as of now, we have very, very lack of, like, um, let's call it biological women representation in forms of a bisexual woman or a lesbian woman. Right? Because as of now, it's not that lack of trying, like, going out and saying that, oh, we, uh, we won't. Because personally, we know many of them, but mm. most of them are really comfortable, so they don't want to come out and advocate on behalf of the community. So we do have the lack of representation, of especially the, the, um, the lesbian and the bisexual mm. women in the movement. And, like. As uh, shown here, because we yes, don't have lesbian. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yes. And uh, another part of that question was, what are the big sort of strides or big uh, success stories um, of the LGBT might community? Be in the future. Um, like maybe um, the, the decriminalization was definitely one, yes. but there may be others um, as well. And um, just imagine maybe, I'll just give you a scenario, in 2014, towards the end of 2014, when, forget about the general population, when people who were like working, who were trying to work with the community, except for Dijin Selden and few visible trans women, didn't have access to the community at all. 
So, and within the short uh, duration of time, we are talking about 2021, roughly around six to seven years. Here, the community is there, and entities such as UN is observing Pride Month, and the community themselves are observing Pride Month. And there's so many media houses that reach out to us saying that we want to feature you on for, for the Pride Month. What is your messages? We want to part, be part of your, I think, like um, the ob uh, observing Pride Month. So, what more? Um, I think, like, what more achievement do we need? I mean. We're just talking, we're not talking about four, three decades ago, there was no community. Mm -hmm. We're just talking about six or seven years ago, where people say that when I particularly heard about this incident where they discussed about LGBT, especially men having sex with men's issue, and they said, Do those people exist in the world? <laughs> so, from that, here the community is in front of them sitting and talking about the issue. So, what achieve, I think, like we can consider it as, as, as an achievement, and we cannot count saying that we achieved this, we achieved this. And um, of course, like we are very achievement um, driven, I think, like um, society where like our success is measured by our achievement. But at the end of the day, I think this is the shortest, uh, this is the most the direct thing I can so, say that this is our achievement. So we'll make it a big achievement for you that three of you are here in Bhutan Dialogues. <laughs> yeah, uh, like, another uh, two questions. Yeah, sorry. I think uh, when it comes to achievement, I think uh, as Dr. mentioned that uh, this is the achievement. Mm -hmm. The UN have recognized uh, LGBT is an uh, achievement. And uh, I think uh, five of the transgender got uh, a female citizen ID card is an achievement. Oh. We have a huge community working in the office so is an achievement. Yeah, uh, a you know, more uh, about five trans getting female ID. Yes. They were male at uh, birth. Biological yes. yes. So yes, um, that process worked at the immigration. Yes, well, then we have actually a procedure in place. Yes, yes, Wonderful. Sir. Congratulations. So I think like, when I came out mm. for, uh, first time, you know, in 2008 in the middle, it was not easy for me. Mm. Because I even don't know myself that what is the mm. transgender means. Mm. You know, what is lesbian again. Yeah. So when I started working for my own community, you know, it is very <coughs> difficult for me to reach my own community. Mm. No? And it's very difficult for them to come out from the closet. Mm. So I think that now we have a, a huge community who is alive. They attended uh, four to five times uh, suicide eighteen. I think this is the biggest achievement. La. Wonderful. Well, we'll probably have to even thank the uh, state institutions like the Department of Immigration and Census for yes, allowing. Very true. Not and the Minister of Health uh, as well <coughs> and UN. Yes. So, last two questions again. What do you think people can do this Pride Month to raise awareness about important issues that impact the LGBT community? And what phrases have you heard often uttered innocently that are offensive to LGBT people? To educate the public, what would you say are questions that people should not ask someone who is from the LGBT community? Okay, so that's a very good one. I think <laughs> the first question probably is not as uh, uh, important because we have already addressed that in the first round of questions, what we are doing during the Pride Month. But the second part of the question, um, all three of you can share if you want. Very simple. Yeah. Just come and talk to us. Don't get scared <laughs> or don't try to be insensitive. If you are insensitive, we do understand. But some of them, yeah. community means the, our allies mean so well for us. Mm -hmm. But they're saying that we're scared to approach you. How should we approach you? What are the general pronouns you want to use? Mm -hmm. What is this? Don't be scared. Come and talk to us. We do understand. I mean, we will try to create awareness I and mean, not try because, to educate uh, you. Even oh? like LGBT topic is like very vast. Even we can't even like totally understand. <laughs> and we, and we totally understand the general public approaching mm -hmm. to us mm -hmm. and asking questions about LGBT. Mm -hmm. We totally understand that mm -hmm. they are confused. We're not getting even <laughs> We are confused sometimes. <laughs> even but you must have still some examples of words or phrases or terms you don't want people, or you don't like people yes, to use. Yes, especially local terms, like, especially, you know, I'm hearing for now, I'm 28 years, still I'm hearing, I think, uh, uh, before 2007, I heard something, oh, this is something. Chaka in Lobate, no? And Pomen Momen Chaka and Hijira, you know, I think because I think most of our people think, shows respect sometimes to me that they want to. What's the Dongan term you'd like for trans? Pumladela. So when you are. Yes, I think like it's not my own perceptions or feelings or my emotions. I think every transgender woman wants to go as her with. Respect yeah. more like and I if it's the other way, then call like he and him. Yes, yeah. it's, it's a computer with he, she, and whatever. Because if, um, in terms of pronouns, I mean, it's good to ask, but 
at the end of the day, I mean, we do have our name. Like, if it's doctor, we have to doctor come from. So it's yes. this and Just call us by your name. I mean, it's okay. Mm. You, our names are so friendly. I mean, like gender friendly. That the first of our yeah, name is gender neutral. Yes, gender neutral. Name. I mean, Dishin can be Dishin Doji or Dishin can be Dishin Zam. I mean, yes. just call us by your name. I mean, mm. don't overthink it. Mm. And so this is there. Like when people said, though those are our supporters. Always um, like mindful around us, saying that please, what can we say? Just come and talk to us. <laughs> and those who are being insens um, insensitive or something, try to come in. Try to at least understand us as a human being first. Then only we will have able to have a conversation. Mm. Because we have already established in the mind saying that, okay, and this city, she doesn't deserve to be called by her name. We'll just call her Chakka, Polimole, whatever. Then we cannot change that person's perspective, mm. I mean. Mm. For that, something great intervention needs to be mm. done. Mm. But those of our allies who want to support the community but don't know how, just come and ask us. <laughs> simple, it's very simple. Mm. When it comes to learning, please don't copy others' country contracts. La. It's mm. totally different here, you know. Mm. And people think like especially our youth going for father's studies in India and they, they saw a, a hijra coming and clapping and asking money and somehow uh, our youth thinks that like, oh, the Shinsaldin is kind of, uh, you know, hijra. She, she's a hijra that she can clap and ask money and bless her. Uh, their yeah, child, or you know, <laughs> so I think when it comes to studying, also please mis don't misconcept. You know, we should always focus our country context, like we should always see and Aninchi should give. But yes. most of the people they think, especially like I won't mention a name, even if I mention this huge name, I won't finish in this short time, yeah. So I think, especially when it comes to you know, like promotions or the the the. Uh, yes. So I was, I've been invited and used to pay me, but uh, I was just thinking that they're paying me for my talent that I used to perform, you know, dance. But no, somehow they used to tell me, like, you know, they tell me, that, no, no. Just that you came to my home and it was blessed that you know. Uh, it is with good luck. Yeah, good luck and all. We are not good luck and bad luck. So please, we are okay with. Uh, but that is also another uh, problem. Yes. Because um, the term chaka, the term polymer, whatever. And even the they, special trait. No, they are not sort of derogatory or uh, bad unless we think they are. Yes. They are just sounds. Yeah. So it's really your community who firstly have to understand that these don't really mean much. Yes. People may have their own interpretation, yes. but I think you should give less importance or less significance uh, to such things. Don't be too sensitive. And they say, at least, I think when you are invited to a home to be blessed, <laughs> why don't you see that positively? Only lamas in important <laughs> no, men can invite. No, 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 no. <laughs> so, it's it's man, really good that I feel yeah. so happy that, uh, you know, when they invite me for lunch or dinner. But especially when they say that, like, when you came when you came to my place, oh, this happened, you know, it's a miracle that. So, yeah, that acceptance, mm. you know, then I have to to be, uh, you know, whenever <coughs> I visit some other places, like, you know, my, my boyfriend place also, then I'll get fear that, like, oh my God, if something will happen wrong there, then they'll blame me, definitely, yeah. you know, because, like, so, you came and shit happens there. So we don't, I don't want to be treated special, I don't want to, to, to be treated badly, but only thing is, just understand us, sometimes accept us as what we are. Sometimes bad things happen, um, even after a very important Nama has just come. So, you don't, <laughs> don't overthink too much. I think doctor, you're sometimes superimposing too much. Doctor, it's like two-way street, Imba. When people like um, look at you as a superstitious being, mm. and we as in Bhutanese, we never have that kind of culture in all, like in, in terms of religion also. But there's another side to it where people also associate with bad luck. Mm. So, it's both way street. So, um, what Dishan is trying to say is like, we are just human beings. No, I mean, no. if he bless you, you will not become millionaire tomorrow. No. Or if he curse you, you will not become a poor tomorrow. I mean, they're just a human being. So we want to be treated as like a human yeah. being without any divination yeah. power or like. So it happens like, you know, sometimes when they share this kind of, uh, you know, uh, to their family or their friends, so it begins somehow that, you know, uh, they discriminate. And the. the People, I mean, like, especially those who think that like, we are attention seeker, they want it to be a unique. So I think as a human being, this is, I think, uh, I would say proudly that it's a God gifted, you know, uh, as a human being. So we should be glad enough and support each other and not to discriminate. 
insist if you could talk about uh, something positive, it's well and good. If not, I think we don't have any rights to discriminate anyone, not only the community, you know, LGBT community, I think. So when we talk about discrimination, you know, if you look at our traditional village communities, there were a lot of people like you, who, yes, who yes. girls would wear go throughout the whole life, and then boys yes. would dress up in kira the whole life, and they were accepted, they, were, they lived normal lives. Yes. But now when you have this rainbow community, it almost sounds like we are fighting against a tradition that was so discriminatory. Is this new discrimination that we have adopted? Or is there really such discrimination in our culture itself? Mm, trans uh, was like kind of uh, like known topic from mm. before only like transiting you know, transiting to men to mm. women or women to men was I think it was a like a common topic mm. uh, like people knew already about that but I think uh, people like uh, they never knew about that uh, other spectrum like mm. lesbian gay mm. uh, bisexual and also because of uh, uh, because of uh, in, because of that, uh, introducing those three spectrum to them, I think they get confused. Like I think mostly lack of knowledge. Mm -hmm. like, uh, yeah, I'll continue with that question. You brought up uh, lesbians earlier who are not known as here, and they are the ones who are unseen. And there are many game, I suppose, who are also in the closet. What would be your advice for those uh, fellow uh, rainbow community members? come out of the closet? Mm -hmm. I would say uh, have patience uh, have patience and uh, surround yourself with uh, positive people uh, have a good environment mm -hmm. and avoid uh, negative people like toxic people who like really like who disagrees on whatever things you do like those kind of things that will make more lot more easier for you to in future to come out mm -hmm. it uh, and uh, I would say, like, the first priority would be your uh, mental health being. Mm. Uh, I think you should focus on that. Uh, and to do that, so you should have a very healthy hobby. Mm. You should take up, uh, do things that you love, mm. uh, spend time with friends and mm. all. So, uh, what are the two or three things that you would want the uh, community members as well as the society to make things easier for um, first of all I mean um, people especially the general population need to understand that the LGBT community exists it's not for their exist um, exists it's not because they're seeking attention mm -hmm. not for their entertainment mm -hmm. nor like they are inviting um, stigma and discrimination towards themselves they are just living their life mm -hmm. and just imagine them I mean, the strength and courage of, um, takes for a person to come out and be his or her true authentic self, mm. um, be it a sexual orientation, gender identity, or mm. expression. Mm. And when that person takes that courage to come out and say that this is I am, then at least try to have courtesy to say that yeah. we see you, mm. at acceptance and understanding this comes later, but at least we know that at least respect and like um, applaud that courage la, to begin with, because most of the community member like Rizzi says is in the closet. La. But necessarily doesn't mean that uh, please come out, please join our course. Because visibility is very important. I'll tell you, but doctor, but with visibility, that's safety. In terms of creating visibility, we cannot risk someone's safety. So for that alone, we want to clarify that because this word visibility is thrown out quite a lot. We use it as a hashtag, but we don't want visibility in terms of someone's safety. Mm. Where the person has get yeah. been exposed to um, mm. stigma and discrimination and all that, not all people can take and stigma and discrimination mm. la, handle being so mm. And second of all, be watching the um, just be kind la, I mean, if just be kind to each other la, it's general message mm. just be kind to each other. Mm. Everyone is going through something la, in their life la. I mean, mm. and stop making assumption and judgment about other people, other people la. At the end of the day, when if someone shares a different um, um, perspective than you, if someone shares a different belief than you, if someone shares a different sexual orientation, gender identity than you, that necessarily doesn't mean that they don't deserve your kindness. Mm -hmm. Kindness is a basic human thing that needs to be given mm -hmm. to each other. Just be kind and respect to each other. Yeah. To everyone, be yourself, love yourself. The biggest thing is 
to level self in Mena. So please don't try to attempt suicide, whatever the situation is. Mm. I think we are strong enough to fight. It's not only for um, like the LGBTI, even uh, people with HIV mm. also, and as well as uh, the disabilities. Mm. And uh, I think uh, all the night workers, entertainment sectors uh, who who's working there, I think uh, most of them being discriminated as, you know, same like us. So I think uh, we should uh, more over respect someone's feelings, mm. emotions, mm. you know, and try to understand and, uh, you know, uh, do what you like to do and uh, especially last message to my own community who is LGBTI, I think uh, Certainly, we can't change everything, you know, that don't work also, so it will definitely take time, but doesn't mean that we are, we are lagged behind. We'll still work for your uh, comfort, and uh, of course, please, by the time, please be prepared yourself to, if you want to come out, mm -hmm. and even to the all parents that please don't judge your child, let them do whatever they want. If you have an interest working, you know, as a beautician or uh, as a dancer, so I think it's something that if you insist your child to do something different, but you will never achieve. Mm. So if you want to have a good impact, so uh, I think henceforth, I think Lapchika Tiptikebe, so La Bego Blasher do, so please. Uh, not only the front of Labi Michamchi, I think Matakara uh, system, the Chidra Labi, or Timmy, Mola Lumba to Timmy, though that they got no Michi the Jomisube, so Anibota, Hue Tame Beula, they built the Tinchele, Tamanomi, the Jomato, Avimidina, discriminate Beome, Chavachuria, Chumes, Semanoa, I think, Atiti, Nosum Jindibe, Tashna. The you can read the books. If you want to watch a movie, you can watch a movies that what you like, actions or emotion movies. One thing, you know, I think for the society, for the parents, for colleagues to accept this diversity, the differences is, I believe, a lot of them don't necessarily understand what the rainbow community is for. Because most of people think that your sexual orientation is in your head. Whereas it's not in your head, it's in your body. Just as a straight male like myself desires female and a female desires male, you have the hormones that desire the it's orientation you are seeking. So it's a physical thing that you can't help, but it's a physical process. And I think the society has to really understand that and not see you as these odd people who are sort of uh, rebellious and wanting to do something different, but rather somebody who is living what their internal bodily makeup is wanting you to be. Um, now, final round of questions. You have people who go through a lot of discrimination and a lot of challenges. What do you do to sort of keep yourself uh, fit and healthy and get rid of thoughts like the suicidal um, thought? What do you do? Dancing. I do dancing mm -hmm. and uh, 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 most of the time I end up watching TV serials okay. and debates news and because I'm not uh, uh, very active in social media and all. For the past six or seven years I've been working and um, during that stage I think my mental health really deteriorated like, mm -hmm. to be really honest with you I mean. I was on verge of having a mental breakdown. Mm. So during that mental breakdown time, I, I learned the most valuable lesson that Pemadojiji, just know that you cannot please each and every people mm. in the world. I mean, mm. um, when you do your stuff, you are bound to offend someone, you're bound to please someone, mm. and that's not your problem. Mm. And what I've learned that time is like to draw a boundary line mm. around saying that this is the thing that I'll, I'm not stepping out of that boundary. Mm. So, that has been keep keeping me sane. And on top of that, I usually take this time off. It can be um, weeks, days. In last time case, it was nine months to just rejuvenate. Okay. Because mm -hmm. at the end of the day... But what did you do to um, Just cut all the communication off. 
and then uh, just, just focus on myself now. Yeah, and well, meditate. Um, for me, I mean, um, I enjoy, enjoy, enjoy watching movies. Like. Watching movies, okay. But I'm, I'm a very picky, picky, um, um, I'm quite picky in terms of movie. But yeah. I enjoy the whole experience of watching movie. And every once in a while, I visit, revisit the book that um, the Circle of Karma by Kunzan Chodin. Okay. And that book keeps me going because that book has taught me a very le valuable lesson in a life where it says that your life is not like movie where like we expect no like at one point happiness then whole of the it's not like movie like that with a happy ending like that after mm -hmm. you cross this point your life will be happy it's ups and downs you'll have a peak of happiness and down if you fall you learn your lesson get yourself up and just go on so I usually do that I usually cut off people and just focus on myself me I like keeping myself busy. Uh, for me, I have like fulfilled my childhood dream of uh, becoming a beautician. Mm. Now I have, I own my own beauty salon mm. and either I'm working or I do uh, makeup when I'm like, I like, I, rec I like recreating makeup looks uh, when I'm free. Um, and I like watching YouTube, uh, makeup mm. YouTube tutorials and, and uh, most important things, uh, I think I like, uh, I focus more on, more on positive uh, what positive things that happens around me. Uh, example, those news. No? So I cut down like <laughs> negative news. Example, COVID has been ha affecting all of us. Uh, I try <coughs> to ignore <laughs> ignore those things and try to like focus on those positive things. Please don't use substance abuse to you know. Uh, Subside. Uh, I mean, this what is. A message for the fellow. Yes, yeah. especially my trans community. La. Yes. We end up with bottle of whiskey, you know, sometimes. So I think to cope yes. up your uh, mm -hmm. mm -hmm. depressions and anxiety. So, Chanda, if you can dance, if you could do exercise. <laughs> now we end the session. Uh, so thank you all three for uh, coming to Bhutan Dialogues and sharing your stories uh, and discussing the issues that you face. I normally end this session with the Bhutanese or Buddhist uh, saying. And these days I've been working on a Buddhist topic called Buddha Nature. Yes. And uh, in one of the most famous tantric texts called Hebajwa, there is this verse which I would like to use to conclude today's session. Senchen namne sangini yuenchang lobur timetin demand theself sangini. All beings are Buddhas, but this is concealed by temporary flaws. When these flaws are purified, their Buddhahood is revealed. So basically, we are all Buddhas, straight, gay, trans, whatever. So with that, thank you again for coming. Thank you audience for taking part. Yes, thank you so much. Yes.